Hey everybody, welcome back. We're back. We took a week off last week because I was sick. You're listening to Citizen Confidential. I'm Braxton. I'm Vance. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chris Brown. <laughs> but not the one. <laughs> not the, here comes the. <laughs> okay, sorry. Right, here comes the jingle. You're listening to Citizen Confidential, a podcast presented to you by the Colorado County Citizen. Well, welcome back. That was fun. Uh, we are doing a different experiment. You're hearing voices. We are actually in the lobby of the citizen office, right, Michelle? Yes, we are. All we, right. we, we left my office, and now we're just out and about. People may walk in and join in our podcast while we're making it. So that's exciting. And, and uh, Chris, our uh, typesetter here, put us Chris on the Brown. Snapchat, so we're famous. Well, famous for like 40 people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. We don't have the famous Chris Brown. We have the local Chris Brown. The local Chris Brown. Our typesetter. Yes. Chris Anthony Brown. Cab. I figured that out yesterday on accident. So, it's a Columbus uh, High School student for anyone who maybe won. Hold it down for the right, ground. Yeah. Doing a good job, Chris. Doing a good job. Oh, thank you. Uh, so uh, today we're talking about the paper that came out yesterday. Some of you may have just gotten it today. Uh, we're going to get into the controversial topic here real quick on the top of page one. I'm gonna let y'all just take this because this is uh y'all need to. It's a sensitive subject. Sensitive I mean, subject. we're talking about like my um, feelings. We're talking about the young man from Allyton um, that was recently arrested, um, first on uh, terroristic threat charges. Yes, and then on animal cruelty charges. Although the animal cruelty incidents occurred before the terroristic threat, he was arrested for those after he was arrested for the alleged terroristic threat. Right, and it's a very sensitive subject. I mean, we're we're a small community, and um, it's it's difficult. We have an obligation, and of course, we want to publish um, information to. Inform people, make sure people are informed. But it's also difficult uh, when you're dealing with our local, you know, neighbors. Absolutely. What one interesting aspect of the story, though, is uh, there was a, a lot of. I don't want to say uproar, but there was a lot of concern that uh, Columbus Independent School District had not notified parents of the Splashway incident. So one interesting dimension of, of this story is that Columbus Independent School District parents have expressed a great deal of concern. Um, they were not notified by the school district of the incident at Splashway. And if you have not read the story online or have not read the story uh, in print, uh, essentially what happened is the young man is alleged to have posted on Snapchat that he was heading to a local water park uh, where the Columbus High School senior trip was being conducted. Uh, he allegedly snapped that he was going to be there with a beer and a gun, and that's where he was uh, picked up and arrested by police on the terroristic threat charges, not charges relating to having a weapon, although he did have one in his truck. So Columbus ISD parents were concerned that they weren't notified about this, since obviously it's a it's a school sanctioned function when you're having a senior trip somewhere. Um, and you know, Dr. Brian Morris says CISD will look at their policies and make sure in the future they communicate the things that they can. Um, if you look at CISD's webpage earlier this month, uh, month rather, they posted about a threat uh, that they had on the campus. I think it was alleged that a student had a weapon in their backpack. The student turned out not to, but parents were concerned because the CISD has previously posted about incidents like this, and, and most parents 
did not find out about this. I've not talked to a single parent that found out about this through any way other than the Colorado County citizen. And a question of clarification, Michelle, there, you, you were talking about the gun in the vehicle. Can you speak to that? Because the people, there seems to be, seems to be people don't understand did, what the gun was yeah. doing. He did have yeah. a Smith and Wesson uh, semi-automatic rifle in his vehicle. Um, he had some casings in the bottom of the uh, his floorboard, which basically means they're spent shells. They, they had been fired at a previous time. Mm. Um, the rifle itself had eight rounds loaded into the magazine, which was seated into the rifle. When you say seated for us non-gun enthusiasts. Connected. Like okay. I don't know how it's um, yeah, that's connected good. to it. However, there was not a round in the chamber. Of the gun. So okay. um, although the eight rounds were in the weapon, he would have had to charge it. He would have had to, um, to it was not ready to fire. Like pull back on it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. To be able to put a round in the chamber and then he could have taken the safety off um, and, and uh, fired I mean, the, the weapon. The easiest way for a non-gun person to think about this is if you see on movies and television when people have a pistol that they shove a uh, the thing into the, the bottom. That's it, where yeah. you're putting the bullets in. Mag- you're yeah. you're yes. loading the magazine. And then when they go to the top of the pistol and they pull that thing back, yeah. that's when you're actually putting the bullet a in the A rifle is a to different mechanism it. to fire than that. Yes, but um, it's the same but it's principle. Same principle. Yeah. There was not a round in the chamber. However, there were rounds... Att- attached to the rifle. The yeah. magazine was attached. So it's a story that's kind of, you know, hopefully we're going to be resolved and, and, and done. Um, but so it's well, not But it's not uncommon, you yeah. know, um, for people to carry... You know, you were talking weapons. About I mean, yeah. um, your your vehicle in Texas is considered an extension of your home. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you can carry a loaded weapon in your vehicle. You know, at any time. Um, so uh, that's that's not why I think this happened. I think it was the Snapchat, the the uh, yeah. the threat actually yeah. that uh, people that made people concerned. That sounded menacing. And and so because a lot of people don't understand what happens after somebody gets arrested on charges like this. Let's talk about this in a general sense. So um, there's a misdemeanor charge and there's a felony charge alleged in this particular case. So let's talk about the misdemeanor first. When you are arrested and charged with a misdemeanor based on a warrantless arrest, a probable cause affidavit, whatever document you're charged with, that's that's not how you get before the county court at law judge or the county court judge. That's not how you get to Judge Prousey. Um, that's how you get before the magistrate to be arranged, Judge Maddox, Judge Truchard, etc. Um, so that is then forwarded with the case file to the um, county attorney. In this county, that's Jay Johannes. He also has jurisdiction over the felonies. Our county attorney has felony jurisdiction. So that is given to the district attorney. The district attorney on a misdemeanor case must file what is called a criminal information. It is similar to an indictment, but it is what is done in misdemeanor cases. It looks like an indictment. It reads like an indictment, but it is for a misdemeanor. That criminal information is then filed with the Colorado County Clerk's Office or the county clerk in whatever county it occurs, and then that's how you come before the judge and and your process begins, the discovery, the arraignment the the trial uh, or the plea, etc. So with the felony charge, that case must be forwarded again to the county attorney's office. They have felony jurisdiction by state law here. And then that must go before a grand jury. A grand jury is selected um, from citizens. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure how they do it in this county. There's three different ways it can be done in Texas. One is by grand jury commissioners. One is, I think, by a random uh, lottery. Uh, but anyway, they, they pick a certain number of people that serve on the grand jury. A quorum must meet. Uh, the grand jury hears the presentation of those cases by the uh, county attorney and his assistants. And then they determine on a vote whether or not they shall return an indictment. Then that right. indictment is filed with the district clerk. And that's how you get before the district judge up in the courtroom with the big stained glass. 
class. Uh, and that's where your, you know, your second arraignment, your discovery, your trial, your plea bargain would all right. occur. So right now so he's only been charged. That. You know, yeah. he's not guilty of anything. He's only been he's only been charged. Yeah. He hasn't been indicted by the grand jury. Chris, you go to Columbus Junior Junior <laughs> High School. <laughs> Poor Chris. <laughs> Did you hear about this at all? or No, and neither did my mom, who's an English teacher there. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, yep, so stay, I guess what I could say is for more updates when stuff happens, be, be sure to be tuned to the Colorado County Citizen. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Colorado County Citizen. Uh, all the latest uh, latest and greatest is always on our Facebook So page. moving forward and kind of looking down into the right on page one, you're going to see like the Columbus graduation, which is a great thing. It's the last time for those people to be on the field as graduating. It's also, if you look to your right, you're going to see the last, the last Miss Columbus. Miss Columbus. What is that? So um, the Miss Columbus pageant occurred in, in Columbus from at least the, I believe, the early 1970s, as far as, as um, my research was able to go uh, with some help from the, fo- the kind folks at Nisbet uh, Library Shout here out. in Columbus. And um, over the years, this has happened in many small towns. I think if you look at the Facebook comment threads on this story, you, you may see other reasons for it. But these smaller town pageants are really starting to die out. Weimar doesn't have one anymore. Columbus obviously now does not have one. Um, you know, it's been a problem in my hometown of Mineola, Texas. The Miss Mineola pageant had, had been off and on discontinued over a number of years. So the pageant, for whatever reasons, um, has petered out and it's done. And so the last Miss Columbus is uh, Miss Hannah Orange, daughter Hannah of, Orange. of Scott Orange, who's on the Columbus ISD school board. And we just talked to her because it's a it's an interesting tradition that's ending. And so she came in and we interviewed her and we took some portraits of her in front of some iconic Columbus landmarks and asked her to talk a little bit about uh, her reign and how she found out um, you know, that she would be the last Miss Columbus. And it was interesting. I think she got a text of a um, a picture of uh, an article in the Citizen that we had written that, no. that mentioned that there would not be. That is like the yeah. worst way yeah. to yeah. find yeah. out. But no I mean, could you imagine if you you know consider that it's obviously not you know hereditary royalty, but it's a long line of royalty that's gone on for almost fifty years. And Can you imagine she's the last one. <laughs> Weimer well, also did away with their pageant. Yeah, there no more. My daughter was the last junior Miss Weimer that that you will go be. Zoe. They now have ambassadors in Columbus and Weimer. Yes, uh, they have ambassadors represent. Presenting. Chris, do you want to be an ambassador for Columbus? Yeah, no, I think I'll pass on that. Chris, Man, come Chris. on. I mean, I like Columbus. I mean, but I don't know. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you just got here? You're not like a native of Columbus? No, no. I moved from Belleville. Oh, okay. How long have you been okay. here? Well, I guess two years now. But that, I don't. That's enough time to know if you like it or not, though. Well, I do like it a lot, but I mean, well, for one thing, I don't live here. I live in Industry, Texas. So I moved schools pretty much is all that means. One of my grandfather, great-grandfathers died in industry. Isn't that, well, really? yeah, keeping it on the up and up <laughs> yeah. there, huh? Let's just go down a whole other vein. Isn't that, the co- <laughs> isn't that the industry high school Cobras? Isn't that the name of the mascot? No, we don't have a high school. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> no, industry does not have a high school. There's an industry, Texas. There's another one. Don't. I'm going to... Oh, there's another no. one? I'm going to figure it out. Okay, oh, here what? we go. What? I'm going to Google this. I'm going to okay, Wikipedia so, this. Also, okay, so moving forward and getting off of my own ignorance. Oh, wait, wait. No, we've okay. got to talk about one other thing. Can we... Because this is, okay. the, this is the town I was peed on in by the dog. So oh, we have Lord. to talk about this. So the, you, you the probably read like the, the, you know, the, the 2,500 word... 
uh, story that we did 5, in two 000. parts earlier this week. Was it 5,000? No. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, so about the Oakland Plaza. One million the, words. The Oakland Volunteer Fire Department. If y'all read the paper, y'all know Vince can write yeah. ad nauseum. I mean, look at, the, look at the back of the paper. <laughs> the back's like what a whole this? page. It's a whole page. <laughs> yeah, the whole... But, you know, in my defense, those are his words. You know, I just wrote them down. I, I didn't, you know. Uh-huh. Anyway. So um, the Oakland Volunteer Fire Department and the Oakland uh, Heritage Society and the Oakland Preservation Not Association. Not Oakland, California, folks. But Oakland, uh, Oakland Texas. That's in, south of Weimar. It's yeah, in Colorado County. Far, uh, is that east or west? Far east Colorado County? Yeah. No, far west Colorado County. Right. So it's in far western Colorado County. There is a little school building there that has been the cause of so much consternation in Oakland. Hey, don't use words I don't understand. <laughs> no. So, controversy. So, controversy. Thank you. I went yeah. to Bay so, City High School. you got to break it down for me. So, you know what I mean? So the, um, they had sued each other. They had kicked locks off the doors. And, and the, ultimately, the Oakland Volunteer Fire Department filed a adverse possession claim, which means to take over land because you claim you've done something with it over all these years. It's very, very difficult to prove in court. And they're trying to do this with something called the Oakland Plaza, which is a long, dedicated to public use segment uh, of, of the Oakland community. Uh, the Oakland Volunteer Fire Department's attorneys say... You know, the Oakland Preservation Society, Oakland Heritage Society has no standing because only a state or local government can can make this claim. It's very convoluted, lots of very interesting legal nuances to this, but keep watching it. Um, they recently deposed, I know, the fire chief of the Oakland Volunteer Fire Department. He was deposed as part of this lawsuit. Um, it's going to be a litigation, rather. It's not technically a lawsuit, but then technically it is. It's an adverse possession claim, but it's... It's, I wouldn't necessarily classify it as a lawsuit. It's just become litigation. Mm. Um, so that's going to be interesting, and that's going to continue, I would expect, honestly and truly, for years to come. I would, ex- yeah. I would expect it to it go to the appellate courts. Right now. I mean, it ain't over easy. It ain't over, it ain't over yet. It yeah. ain't over yeah. until you know, the Oakland Plaza But Vince Plaza won't dogs. go back to Oakland anytime soon. No, no, no because no. of a traumatic because experience. Because of a very traumatic experience. I was interviewing some people on the Oakland <laughs> Plaza, and this very cute little dog that looked like a wiener dog mixed with chihuahua, mixed with something, you know, comes up and, and decides to say hello to all of us and uh, you're like oh what a cute and precious and then ah everybody around me screams and the dog is urinating on my shoe so yes and then, and then, I never and, heard of that and then what happened that. after that Vince what did you have to go to after I that you had to go to a meeting right? oh yeah after that I had to go to the historical commission meeting at New Bela <laughs> I didn't have time to come home and change shoes and and pants he also urinated got a little TT on my pants so God love he said TT God bless him. that's what I asked my dogs do I have to go TT, y'all gonna go potty? Oh man, <laughs> we're just gonna collectively move. That's wild. We're gonna collectively move forward yeah, here and yeah. acknowledge that that happened, but then you know, be thankful at the same time. You know, it's, right. it's nice. Uh, moving on on the on a sports thing, kind of quickly. If you flip to page, uh, let's see what was it? Where is the number? Yeah, page eleven. You're gonna see CES Field Day, and I love this picture uh, that Jason got of this little boy in the bouncy ball. Like, like it it, it looks like he's. It's his first time on a bouncy ball. It, it looks and he's like, it, like it's his first time outdoors. His expression is just so it's shocked. so great. And I, there are a lot of great sports stories here that I encourage you guys to check on. But one of my favorites is a Sky Kale winning uh, the softball championship uh, for her school that she plays for. And also uh, for junior college. And also she was named, listen to this, she was named the utility player on all Texas junior college athletic conference, all region five, North, uh, North Texas. And so... She's out there killing it, and that's pretty awesome. In her season, let's see, she had she was uh, three three. Uh, she batted for 
42 out of 55, 26 RBIs, 971 fielding percentage, 35 in chances. And let's see, she had seven home runs, which is, you know, that's a lot. And let's see. Oh, the Weimar girls got second in state. That's pretty, I mean, that's second. They got six. Yes. Still, that's, still, it's good. That's still. really good, considering how many 2A schools there are On the next page, you see uh, Weedos tumbling. They're going to start uh, classes up. Yeah. Uh, they're starting registration. That's one of our advertisers. And be sure when you see one of the ads paper or follow up with one of the advertisements you see, let people know that you saw it in the Citizen, um, that that's a good place for them to put messages out to you. And if you want to get involved in the Colorado County Citizen, feel free to hit me up. Call at Braxton. Sales at ColoradoCountyCitizen.com. And also what I think is fun is there's another Braxton in this paper, spelled differently, but still awesome. Still awesome. So check that out. He's a uh, saddleback Saddleless bronc rider, right, Bill? Bareback bronc rider. Thank you for the words. And then Rice is going to have turf installed on June 4th. That's going to be exciting. Rice consolidated. uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back to you. Hey, everybody. I'm back. We are doing a subscription drive. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what we're doing. We're doing a subscription drive starting today. So whenever you're hearing this, if you quote Drake, if you're hearing this, it's too late what he says right i'm pretty sure here's how this works go to our website coloradocountycitizen.com hit the subscribe button for the paper for the actual physical edition subscribe for six months minimum let us know slide us a dm or on facebook or instagram or call us and let us know and then you'll be entered to win so many fun things we got some prizes we're going to give away uh we're also going to bring people on here to our podcast and shout people out so you may be getting a lot of cool stuff simply by subscribing for six months to the Colorado County Citizen. That's right, I said the Colorado County Citizen. We work hard to bring you news that you didn't even know existed. That's right, that's what we do for you because we care. So, here's what I suggest to you. Get some subscriptions in. It can be you, you can get you, you can get your mom, you can get your friends, you can get your friend's mom, your friend's cousin. Everybody getting subscriptions and let us know. The more entries you get, the more cool stuff you may win. So, ColoradoCountyCitizen.com, hit the subscribe button for the physical edition. Then for, for a minimum of six months, then slide in our DM or call us and say, hey, listen, I did it. I'm entered. And then we will enter you in for a lot of possibly cool stuff for you to have. So let's get it going. Get the drive alive. That's right. And here comes the regular podcast in three, two, subscribe today. Well, hello there. It's been so long. Welcome back. Hey, so Vince, what's going on? Uh, I don't know, for those of y'all, this is your first episode ever. Listen, uh, Colorado County is made up of three cities, Colum- a lot of cities really incorporated. We got Columbus, Weimar, and Eagle Lake. Uh, we cover all three. Vince, what's going on in the city of Eagle Lake? Well, the so booming in, metropolis. If in you will. the city of Eagle Lake, the goose hunting capital of the world. Holler. Um, yeah, holler. Chris, have you uh, been goose hunting? So <laughs> I have never been goose hunting. <laughs> I want to go goose hunting. That makes two of us. We should do a citizen adventure. And go goose hunting in Eagle Lake. Yes. Yes. That would be fun, actually. Although you have to get up at like three in the morning to go goose hunting. I I mean, you're up anyway, so I mean. I'm not up at three o'clock in the morning. The other day you were were at work, you're going to bed at 6 a.m. What? I've never been here at 6 a.m. No, No, I've been here at 7 a.m., but I've never. Uh uh, no. Um, so anyway, Eagle Lake, if you've been following the Colorado County Citizen for, for very long, you have, have noticed that in Weimar, on the other side of the county from Eagle Lake, there has been a very interesting controversy about manufactured homes. Well, Eagle Lake, it is coming your way. At the last dun, council dun, dun. meeting, at the last council meeting, a, a, a resident wants to tear down her home, which as she described it, would be considered in pretty substandard condition. 
and she wants to replace it with a brand new manufactured home on her lot that she owns. And she is in an R1 zone, residential one, which means single family detached housing, um, manufactured homes not permitted. So she should be allowed to do that. And, well, she's going to have to ask the planning and zoning. She's going to have to ask the council to refer it to planning and zoning. Then planning and zoning is going to have to decide on it and then refer that decision to the council. And then the council can ratify or decline or, or do what they want, essentially, on, on that. If the, if the planning and zoning commission says no, the city council can still say yes to it. Uh, but, it. I, you know, it's, it's already starting to cause a controversy the city uh interim city manager told the council uh that she'd already received two calls against um you know this and they haven't even gotten to the stage where they send the cards out to the property owners within 200 yards so look for an explosion of controversy over manufactured homes in eagle lake similar to what you have seen it's in been Weimar. huge in weimer if they're yeah they need to maybe get together and try to try to work together on yeah, some I ideas mean, it's, it's interesting too because when you look at these manufactured home controversies the majority of the people that are coming to request these are your middle and lower income citizens and they are predominantly african-american and latino which is what you're seeing in eagle lake it's a, a latino family that's requesting this and the majority of the commissions that are deciding on this you know they they don't live in manufactured homes obviously they they you know live in brick or wood or whatever houses and it's it's just very interesting because they seem to be very tortured in this decision making from what i've seen at the weimer planning and zoning and weimer city council when i'm co i've covered mm -hmm. it you have people that are willing to let them have it. You had one council member in Weimar that wanted to zone to zone half the town practically to allow for manufactured housing, and then you have other people that think it's just the scourge of the earth. So it's an interesting controversy, and it, it get, has the a lot of scourge of, economic of the earth. I, well, I think a lot of people are concerned about the the life of the home, um, mm -hmm. but we have homes all around our community. Everybody can look around and see regular brick and mortar homes that are not kept up, where a manufactured home, worse than some of the manufactured, manufactured homes would be an improvement, in my opinion. If, again, if people maintain their property to code, mm -hmm. if they don't maintain their property, it's going to look just as bad as any other brick and mortar. I mean, and to Regardless me, it's of about what the structure is. Yeah, absolutely. If you have strong code enforcement, it, it almost doesn't matter what structure you have out there. If you have strong code enforcement, the, the structure will end up looking nice because otherwise the city of the city will get to destroy it. Um, you know, it's it's a thing about land use. It's a zoning issue. And zoning issues everywhere get pretty hot and heavy. Um, you know, people own the land. They want to be able to use it how they want to use it. But the reality is the local government has a lot of control over what you can do with your land. Well, Eagle Lake, it's coming at you. It's coming, coming at you Eagle quick. Lake. It's coming. It's coming. All right. And so speaking of uh, coming up. Michelle, Michelle, you wanted to touch on some fun events we got coming up here in Colorado yes, County. Yes, we do have lots of events coming up. Um, it is summertime, y'all. Y'all need <laughs> to get ready, get ready, get ready now. Page six, uh, we have St. Rose of Lima Parish. They're having their picnic in Schulenburg on June 10th. And it's going to be your regular church picnic, fried chicken, sausage, live music. Uh, we also have in Frailsburg, the Volunteer Fire Department has their feast on June 10th. So probably can't hit both. you got to pick one. They both gotta sound choose. a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, St. Rose Church in Schulenburg Hospital Ladies Auxiliary is going to host a bake sale June 14th. Ooh, for all of your Father's Day baking yes. needs, go to the Columbus Hospital Ladies Auxiliary. Yep, they're raising money um, for the hospital. Also, there's a veterinary science project. I thought this was very interesting. They're going to be talking to youth between the ages of 13 to 18. There you go, Chris. Who want oh, yeah, to yeah. Uh, who want to go to veterinary school, and they're going to be letting them know what they have to do to prepare for that. It is uh, it's not just 
you get to go. Yeah. There's yeah. an application and there's a process. Huge, listen, there's a huge shortage of large animal veterinarians yes. in Texas. Yes. And there has been for more than a decade. It's easy to find a small animal veterinarian. Somebody will deal with your you know, your cat, your dog, your parakeet, whatever. Do with your dog, so you take a TT, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But but if you need somebody to come and you know help your horse give birth, yeah. that's a little bit different Good specialty, luck. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's very interesting. Don't so, call Braxton. Hard-working, hard-working people, that's for sure. Salt of the earth. Texas A&M Chemistry Roadshow is tomorrow at 11 a.m. It's at the Columbus Elementary School, and anybody can go. What is Uh, it again? It's a chemistry show. They're gonna be blowing things up. I'm there. They'll be blowing things up and mixing chemicals. And let's blow it up like this mixtape I'm about to drop. (laughs) This Friday. (laughs) <laughs> this Friday and Saturday um, at Walk the St. Anthony uh, St. Anthony's Church are going to be having a book sale and a 30-plus family garage sale. So over 30 families are going to bring their stuff. And you need to go buy it. I'm gonna have to borrow. I'm gonna have to borrow one of Lori's trailers for that. I can just feel myself buying too many books and too much junk at the garage. You're gonna call Michelle. Michelle, Michelle, I need Friday, your Michelle, I need they're your. They're gonna have Subaru. a senior dance, but everyone's invited. It's not just for seniors. Odessa is the band playing, and it's free uh, to go to the senior dance at the Eagle Lake Community Center. And then also on Saturday, the Lions Sealy Dance Club at the American Legion. They're having a dance. Guests are always welcome. There's tons of stuff going on. Monday, movement and music at the Nesbitt Memorial Library. That sounds fun. Yeah. What time is movement and music? The double limbs in the morning? Mm-hmm. 10 in the morning. You have to go. I am not moving the music <laughs> at 10 a.m. I'm telling you right now. I think, I think that's like a toddler mommy and me re- part of the room. I will attempt I to. I, will, <laughs> I mean, I'm Susan but Chandler. You know, I love they you. They do have but, yoga you know. in Columbus, too, by the way. We've yeah. never talked about that, but there's it's yoga a, on top of the roof of the pool, whatever, in, in the second story of the building with the pool on it. In it. Isn't that a farmer, well, on farmer's market? They have it, too. They, yeah, they have it on the courthouse lawn. And people are doing yoga. Yes, and so I've wanted to take some pictures of that, but I mean, it's. It's really should. hard because, you know, people are in yoga you know positions and they're, out there, you know, though? not exactly Do you know who's picturesque. out there every time? Bill Lattimore. Bill Lattimore. Chief Lattimore. Doing yoga. Doing yes, yoga. doing yoga. He takes a break from his... That man, I saw him today. He's everywhere. He... 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 he he is like right now it, it, Gilmore Girls. I just feel like he belongs in that show. Like he's a character who like works everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's crazy seeing him. Uh, let's Chris, see. what have you been working on? Yeah. for next week. For next week, well, I just got finished with the court records, and so I finished that, and then it's basically just the same old thing for me. Just you've court got records. honor rolls, though, right? I've got a little bit of honor, honor rolls, a few letters to the editor, which will be published next week. And uh, <laughs> that reminds me of the one you ran this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the one we ran this <laughs> I did week. Too. I wrote one like that to my hometown paper after we buried I'm my dad read because it. the I'm flag is like so five horrible. sentences. And, so, you know, they put yeah. up a new flag. J.C. Cooper, uh, Eagle Lake Ex-Military Association, wrote us a wonderful letter president. to the editor. Yes. President. He is, the, he is the president. And he wrote us, Dear Editor, 4 U.S. Code Section 6, Paragraph D states, The flag should be displayed on all days, especially on Memorial Day, half staff until noon, the last Monday in May. It's the law... Not a suggestion, not an action awaiting an okay from a postmaster or even a president. The Eagle Lake Post Office should be ashamed. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Dang. When I drove home to Weimar, I looked at the Weimar Post Office, and theirs was half-mast. I I guess it makes sense, but I just don't think about it. To be fair, I didn't know there was a thing. But when because we were here on Monday morning and kind of in you, I think it's when they sent the letter. When I was driving home, I was paying attention to right. like, oh wow, like they're and everywhere they should else. Be. I mean, yeah. that's a day to honor you know our our soldiers that we've lost. Yeah. I mean, it's. I uh, I don't remember. 
Because mm. I live in the country, so I don't like I don't go into Celia. Don't you live? I thought you lived in San Philippe. Now. I, I I live in San Philip. So but, uh, San Philip. So Chris, <laughs> but Chris just finished Reader's Choice, right? That's right. I just finished that. Um, How was that? You know, it was a full time job. <laughs> Weren't you up here till like four o'clock in the morning one yes. day counting doing ballots? That? I was, and I wasn't even finished. <laughs> uh, you see that? That's listen. That's the kind of dedication it takes to bring you the Reader's Choice project year after year. Listen, and we people, have the it winners. Is not just some pet yeah. Yeah. Bum, it is bum. not just like some quick thing. Yeah. We know the winners. We know who's won every category. It's and me. Braxton. We're not tell you. Yeah, we're not going to tell you yet. But Braxton Nut That's is me. going to be going around to see all of the winners. See you soon. And let them know that they won. And hopefully you'll want to thank the readers for voting for thank you. Thank them. And recognize your employees. Recognize. So That's he'll be right. coming to see you and giving you some options yeah, on what kind of award you can display in your business. And, it, it, and you know, it's going to be great for small businesses and large. It's going to fit all budgets. If, but listen, if you won something, you definitely think you, we should say thank you, you know, because you were, we, we were talking about this is like the most organic thing we do as a paper. You know, we the county tells us what they think is the best. It's not something that we say, go out and, oh, you know. It's not, like, our, yeah, not necessarily and, and our not advertisers. Not all the from Col- or, or the people that were in this last ballot were from Columbus. Yeah. So no, presumably you county. can assume that there are going to be winners throughout the county too. After all, it is the Reader's Choice of Colorado and County. guess what? There are. So, so, but the publication will come out in late July, and then everybody will know who all the winners are. But right now, Brax is in the process of contacting everyone. And Chris, we just appreciate the hard work you put we in do. there, man. That it was, was, yeah, it was maybe I want to say uh, upwards of 300 ballots, I'd assume. And I'd also like to remind anybody who wants to do one next year that they need to put their name, date, and phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Chris. It cannot be counted. I probably had to discount like 20 or something. Because he will be counting the ballots again next year. So you all need to make Chris Brown's, not that Chris Brown, this Chris Brown's job easier. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, My job is easier if you don't do it, but you should do it if you (laughs) want. What is this Vince on the back page? What did you write about? Oh, gosh. This is a very interesting I see wine, so I'm happy. Yeah, so this was... (laughs) Columbus wine? Independent yeah, School Districts. Yeah, look at the top of the page. There's wine bottles. Oh, well, hello there. Columbus <laughs> Independent School District's Distinguished um, Alumnus. And technically, it's the Columbus School's Distinguished Alumnus because it encompasses all of the former... Um, now non-existent schools that are in what would be Columbus ISD, which I think would include places like Zimmerscheidt as well as the former, um, you know, Riverside and Columbus College School. Um, so anyway, Dr. Truchard was the 1957 graduate uh, or valedictorian of the graduating class. And then he went off to the University of Texas and became a doctor and uh, went into the Army for a while and was a doctor in the Army and then went out to Reno, Nevada in private practice. And then ultimately, um, ju- a decade or two before there was a real resurgence of vineyards in Napa Valley, uh, Dr. Truchard and his wife bought a vineyard in Napa Valley. And now they produce uh, you know, some very, very good boutique uh, Napa uh, wines. They're one of the most prominent uh, older, more established vineyards in Napa Valley, at least dating back to the period that they did, which was the resurgence of the Napa Valley when I think they bought in the 70s uh, or early 80s out there. And uh, if you look at the awards that their wines have won, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But Dr. Truchard was named the Distinguished Alumnus of uh, Columbus Schools for 2018, and he is the brother of the Justice of the Peace um, 
uh, Francis Trouchard. Francis Trouchard, yes. And and there are a number of Trouchard family members still here, although he lives uh, out in uh, the Napa Valley now. But it, it's a great story. For example, it tells you little things about his life. Like, he was outside the emergency room the day JFK was shot and I brought to Parkland Hospital. I remember you asking him about that. Yes, because he was him. going to medical school in Dallas then. The medical school in Dallas, um, UT Southwestern Medical School, is affiliated with, and at that time was essentially connected to Parkland Hospital. If you oh, go to downtown. Parkland, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not it's really area. downtown, but it's... You can it's, see it from 75 when you you're coming can, in. Yeah, but that's not downtown, so technically. So, so yeah, it's... it's okay. But anyway, <laughs> the, the Parkland Hospital campus has always been affiliated at least for the last 70, 80 years with UT Southwestern Medical Center. So uh, the, a lot of the doctors at Parkland are UT Southwestern doctors, and a lot of those doctors were called to aid the president on uh, November 22nd, 1963. So I thought, well, Dr. Trouchard, where were you? Well, you know, all of the medical students were outside the emergency rooms. Absolutely fascinating. He was, Man, was standing out there, uh, would have heard the announcements, you know, would have seen them probably uh, bringing out the president's body. Um, I'm sure if we found many of the hundreds of of AP photos online He'd of that crowd shot, we would probably find Dr. Trouchard. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. He was a, just an amazing man to interview, and it was a, it was a great privilege to talk to him. My favorite question you asked him was at the end. You're like, "What would you tell youth kids? You know, kids are." Oh, I'm gonna yeah, and, and I'm gonna read that since it's, it's graduation yeah, yeah, season. Yeah, please. So um, he says, "Take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way. So many young people are committed to a certain direction in life because maybe that's what their parents want them to do. So uh, j- they just have to do their. Uh, they have to feel their own way, starting with a good education. And he thinks it really helps for for young people to get out to a different area of the country, whether that's through the military or through your own travels." Um, you know, he acknowledges that, that, you know, traveling a little bit and getting out of your home community really broadens your horizons of a very brilliant gentleman. Chris, where do you want to travel to? You know, well, I don't know. I wanted to go to back to Portugal this or this, yeah, later this summer, but I don't think I'll be able to, but I have to agree with that statement. If you travel, you'll get to experience cultures that you didn't know anything about. And I think I wrote about this in a Chris's corner one time. If you think you know about a culture because you've read about it in textbooks, that just proves you do not know about the culture to really broaden yourself and your your character, you should definitely travel. And he's very right about that. So that where, where, where did you go? Well, I went to Spain and Portugal. I think it was about a two-week trip uh, during Christmas. And I went to several cities in Spain and a few in Portugal. And um, Portugal was really beautiful. That's why I want to go back. Right on. <laughs> Any, anybody else been out of the country and just moved someplace cool? Well, I have Mexico and, and about half the United States. But I would like to travel a lot more. Where would you yeah. like to go? I want to go to Utah. Um, Utah, but I'm taller. So write that down. <laughs> oh. Put that in your, put that. Yep, 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 yep. And I'd like to go to Maine. I would like to go travel oh, Maine up, is gorgeous. up the East Coast and, and go it's to the Maine. the main thing. Yeah. Awesome. I've, I've been up through the East Coast. It's great. I've, I've not been to the Western portion of the United States, though. That's, that's on my bucket list, along with a few places in Europe. I went to Italy and France when I was like a, his age, like I was a senior. And I was a punk kid. I didn't appreciate any of it the whole time I was there. And now I'm like, man, I wish I would have like looked around and like, you know, whatever. Um, it's expensive to travel overseas. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I sold a kidney. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm all right. Uh, some of my favorite ads. I'm, I'm glad to know I can yeah, find yeah, no, a frog that way. Yeah, Give yeah. me the number who yeah, you sold all, it to when you were done. Some of uh, my favorite ads this week, this kind of humble brag, is uh, Bella Pella Medical Spas has merged with Medical Skin Associates. And so their ad is on the inner, uh, what is it, 2A or whatever. And I love it. It's on the bottom. And then 
Uh, I think you, a lot of people would, uh, were concerned forget, that maybe yeah. that they aren't there anymore, that they're closed. Because but, their old office is, you know, shut right. down. And, and so now this, they've, they've just consolidated their spa into like one place. And they're place. still there and still still going strong. Yeah, and that, that's their main thing they want people hey, that to know. that was a gorgeous ad. Yeah, well and done. the Columbus State Bank, I think this is so fun. Columbus State Bank wishes you a happy, relaxed summer. There's no sale. It's just like a brand like, hey, chill. You know where, what I mean? Where was <laughs> the one with the dogs and the graduation caps? I absolutely adore that ad. The yeah. dogs and That's the right there on that page. Yeah. On your right, oh, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, Colorado Valley veteran, Dar- oh, Dr. Ridland Dr. coming Ridland, in. Yep. And, okay, his daughter was, I think, the salutatorian. Shelby Ridland. I love that ad. That just shows you how creative our creative team also, can be. Also, you know, if you pick up the paper this week, we have uh, St. Michael celebrating the graduates. Hey, we're recording a podcast. You want to hop on it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Come yes. on. Yeah. We have Here. somebody that walked in for passport Somebody's photos. Passport. Hi, my name's Allie. Hi, Allie Golan. Yes. Did you just well, No, I'm a currently going to be a junior. Hooray. Where are you going? Uh, well, I actually am moving to the Woodlands, so the John Cooper School. In the but Woodlands. where were you going? But where going? are you going? Traveling oh. with your passport. Oh, I'm going to Spain. Oh. Hey. Hey, I, Chris can advise where you, you all about Spain. Where are you Spain. going? I'm going on the pilgrimage called, um. Okay. Portugal pilgrimage. That's exciting. The, yeah, I can't remember, but it's really cool. Try to stop <laughs> in some of their cathedrals. I will. Their buildings. Okay, real quick awesome. before we, before, thank you for stopping no, no, by and saying hi. Recorded to thank you. Yeah. Before real quick, we're gonna be. It's gonna be on Apple Podcast and Google Play like today. So and we'll wrap it up in just a second. And we'll get your picture. <laughs> so Michelle, there's something you want to talk about here about some tape and some shaving before we wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. Oh no! Gosh, yeah, I do. I do want to mention <clears throat> that if you go and you look at the paper on page nine. I was really when these pictures came in I was like what there's a a teacher she's completely taped to the wall and her mouth is taped shut and then we have we have a she said in the most concerned voice being shaved shaved. students have taken over what's going on at the school (laughs) I was afraid so the deal with this is and I actually had hoped to cover this in person but unfortunately scheduling conflicts uh, made it to where I was unable to do so but uh, Mr. Leopold and this particular teacher had promised the students at the junior high that if they got, I believe, a 80% passing rate on the star math test, that they would get to tape a teacher to the wall and that he would, would have his beard shaved off. Now, he has, not, he has only shaved his beard twice in 37 years, so this is a really big deal. The teacher being taped to the wall, that, that it just all scares me because I just think about if I was taped to the wall, I'd be freaking out because I'm kind of claustrophobic. Yeah. And she's like standing on this little metal basket. It's like, I mean, it's it's like Silence of the Lambs level stuff. And, you know, good for her for letting the kids do that and keeping those promises. But that would have scared the crap out of me. Let me I'm tell saying. you right now, there is no contest that we can run or whatever that will make me shave my beard off. It'd have to be something like I'm raising them something crazy. You figure it out what it is. I'll figure out what it is. If yeah. anybody wants to write me a million-dollar check right now, you can take me to the wall for 15 minutes. Damn. I'm just putting <laughs> that it. out that, there. Yeah, but it's got to be a million dollars. The sounds so disturbing. And it's got to cl- the check has to clear before we do The check it. has to clear. Uh, real quick, uh, for those of you, do me a big favor, subscribe for more of this awesomeness. It's good, it's good times. Uh, anything else we want to cover real quick before we wrap up? Uh, Chris. I think that covers it this week, except cool. you better pick up this paper next week because we are going to be chock full of news. Uh, going to have information on library expansion, um, some very interesting stuff about the city of Columbus and code enforcement that you will absolutely want to Coming watch your out way. for. Might even have a list of non-compliant houses in it. So bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So yeah, we're working on a lot of stuff for next week. So yep. it's, you can always subscribe for the, for the day, for the week, for the month, online or 
um, get it in your mailbox every Wednesday. You can even subscribe and pick up the newspaper Ooh. at the office um, Order every week podcast if you want too. to. Yep. Yes. Chris, you excited about your life today? You know, yeah, we're going back to youth group for the first time in a couple of weeks, and then we have to wait a whole month, so or a couple all, all summer. What your youth group is good breaking up for the summer? Yeah, we don't do it during the summer. What my okay? What you know? What that's a that's personal when thing. We always like took trips and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been crazy. This has been good times. Do me a favor. Subscribe to the tribe, which is uh, this right here. This podcast. We also, still have more graduation coming up. We're still in graduation yes, hell. No. Yes, one we more. Are. Two if, more. And, coming so up. two Weimer things. Rice. Do me a favor. I want to know in the comments. Did you graduate in May or did you graduate in June? Because I didn't. I didn't this know when June graduation was a thing until today, like and, and recently. We need to know. We need to know if you graduated in May. If you graduated in June and what year you graduated. We're gonna give away fishing lures. I'm doing it again. What I want you to do is either share or comment, whatever, some sort of interaction with this podcast. And, and if you don't want the fishing lures, I'll take them. Yeah. So <laughs> we got a week. All right. We'll give people. you a free insert from the paper or something. You something. Know. All right. Cool. We got some cool, and they're, they're good fishing lures from what I've seen. So I don't fish, but whatever. I don't fish either. All right, people. This has been uh, Citizen Confidential. I'm Braxton. I'm Vince, and I'm not taped to the wall. I'm Michelle. <laughs> and I'm Chris Brown. And you have traveled the world. Good job, Chris. This is our local Chris Brown. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> You're listening to Citizen Confidential, a podcast presented to you by the Colorado County Citizen. You know, I guess I could Snapchat this and ask people to watch us. Yeah, man. Yeah, Snapchat it and ask people to listen to it when it's over. Is that what's happening right now? On the iTunes. (laughs) Yeah, on the iTunes. And the Google Play. Okay, so I guess.